we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are 38 months into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside the very, very angry, still still on his uh, his his anger trip, Bruce Adams. Bruce, I would ask you how you're doing today. I'm assuming that you're going to start off with your usual and then you're going to get into how I just triggered you on purpose just to get you fired up. You know, like the little frenzy yeah. we get into before we start. Yeah. Um, yeah. Healthy and alive. Uh, I was doing pretty good. But uh, that was that that video was... Um, uh, for the listeners' sake, it was just uh, well. We're gonna play. Hey, we're we're gonna oh, play. Okay, okay. we're, we're gonna play. It. Okay, so play it again. Yeah. this is this, I may this have to goes walk along out of the room while you play it. <laughs> <laughs> this goes along with the whole Target thing, right? So Target is down. What'd you say? It was twelve billion. They're they're down twelve billion. Yeah, now. it's 12.4 billion. Yeah, twelve billion dollars. They're down twelve in less than two weeks. You're down twelve billion dollars. Not to mention the fact you missed your earnings for two years in a row. And what did I say when we looked at those internal emails that were leaked? I said uh, they're not going to change. I said they're going to double down. Looking at these internal emails, I said they're going to double down, and that's what they're doing. This is an actress, okay? So this this is and somebody else pointed this out to me. I didn't even know. Uh, th this is an actress from one of the Twilight movies, I think, and that's it. it I've seen I've seen articles and things from uh, other uh, outlets, uh, like uh, conservative right wing outlets, that are saying that uh, she's an actress. She was in the one of the Twilight movies. Uh, so uh, somebody actually uh, called that out to me, and I, I saw it several places. So this is what she had to say. This was the video that Bruce was referencing. So I just walked into Target and the um, right behind me here where you see all these lovely swimsuits, that's where the pride display used to be. And I came in here two days ago and my seven-year-old, who's non-binary, saw it and said, look, mom, it's pride. Look, they're going to celebrate me. And because some people complained and um, threw some stuff to the ground, or I don't know what happened, they have moved to the pride section to the back of the store. So the next time my seven-year-old comes to Target, or rather, I can't bring them here anymore, at least for the entire month of June, because if they walk in, and all the other people who walk in and go, where'd it go, are going to realize that they are being successful in trying to erase them. We could do so much better than this. We're not supposed to negotiate with terrorists. We can do so much better than this. So a couple things. First of Ter all, things terrorists? my toddler didn't say. Terrorists? Really? Yeah, well, things my child didn't say for a thousand, Alex. Um, I, I doubt the kid said that in the first place, but her her arguments of of uh we're being erased and we don't negotiate with terrorists and blah 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 okay first of all um it's the lgbt community that's been terrorizing the rest of us and they've been um uh, going after the, the, a small portion of the population less than four percent um has been actively trying to attack the greater nine uh 96 percent you speak out against them or any of those kind of things you get fired from your job or what have you right so that argument that we're the terrorists is nonsensical. We're trying to erase you. Okay, first of all, if this were a, a system of, let's see, Darwinianism, 
right? Just full-blown Darwinianism. You're going to cease to exist on your own. Only males and females reproduce. If you're if you're going down the LGBT stuff, congrats, you've just wiped yourself out. So we don't have to do anything. The fact that they're they're complaining that their um, clothes were moved to the back of the the store. If I'm a store owner, I'm going to put the stuff that's easily accessible, that is most desired by the most people, right? So I want that at the front of the store. Stuff that's going to make me money. The pride stuff, like I said, 4% of the population, which technically it's higher now because we have um, kids that have been indoctrinated and they're coming of age now. Uh, and that number is skyrocketed because um, we, we've saw it fit to teach gender fluidity in, in schools. You know, this is something that pisses me off. Back in the day, uh, in, in, when I was in high school, they were talking about the, the homosexuality. They were talking about the LGBT stuff, right? The, the, the way you swing, right? Which team you're on. You were born that way. It's genetic. It, it, you, you don't have a choice. You're, you're born as a dude liking dudes, right? That's what we were told in, in um, early 2000s, about that age, you know, around then. Now, it's a... No, you're not born that way. No, of course not. It's your choice. You 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 want to you want to be a they flipped God, a, a freaking dinosaur. Go for it. Yeah, they flipped yep. the agenda. I mean, we're we're up to uh, according to Facebook, we're up to how many genders? Is it 90, 93 genders or or something like that? Yeah, like 90, 90 Yeah, we'll just say a hundred for ease of uh, yeah yeah sure. uh, reference. But yeah, um, not only did they flip it, what they got, what what they did is they got most people to be like, all right, fine. You want to say you were born that way, whatever. There's no proof that says it, but whatever. You know, we'll, we'll allow it. And that's 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 the problem, is you you gave them an inch, and now they've taken 20 miles. Now they're going for, uh, gender is just fluid. You, you, you want to be a dude now? Great. But, but, if you're a conservative, and you say those things, well, you're, you're just mocking us. You're, you're not being genuine. You're not true. Um, you have to be a leftist. You have to be on board with their entire agenda to say you're homosexual or LGBT or whatever, right? You're not black enough to use Joe Biden's reference that uh, you ain't black. It's it's the yeah, same thing. If you thing. don't vote for if, me, if, yeah, if, yeah. That's, if you don't I vote for me, can't yeah. You said that. Cannot believe. Well, it's the I same mentality so. though. It's the same mentality though with the LGBT community. It's it's any any group that you want to identify with that you may identify with. Hell, you could be a, a conservative and a furry. Well, I'm sorry, you're you're not good enough for the left because you're it's, you're not. Part it's an of the evolve. Left. It's an evolving agenda, and that that's the thing is it changes almost weekly now. And so it, it doesn't matter if you're for it now. Let's say that you accept all of the the craziness and the hysteria now. It will change again and again and again and again. Just like revolutionary Marxists, you're not revolutionary enough. As the process continues, as the process of, of dialectics continue, because this is exactly the same. This has replaced these types of things, these dialectics. So as the process continues, you're not revolutionary enough. You're, you become a counter-revolutionary. So all of the people that go along with it in the beginning, you're not good enough later down the road. But we're overlooking something here, Bruce. You see, she said we can't negotiate with terrorists, right? She, she said that. We, we cannot negotiate. Yeah, we can't negotiate with terrorists. We can't do it. Apparently, with that $12 billion loss, apparently, well, you see, this is economic terrorism. And so we're going to have to address that. It's You see, it's, it's economic terrorism. And this is what they're saying about that. Target's having a hell of a week. In the span of just five days, the big box store lost more than $9 billion off its market cap. After America found out, they partnered with a trans Satanist to sell tuck-friendly swimsuits to kids. The company went into crisis mode and said they were pulling their pride line off the shelves. It turns out they just moved the clothes to the back of the store. We found the pride section. It's in the very back of the store. It's been completely rearranged. And I didn't think that these were true. Look closely. It says light binding effect for light binding. I'm glad they moved it to the back of the store because no kid should be seeing this in front. Here's the tucking one piece bathing suit hidden in the back. And here's another one. Here's the, the tucking bottoms. And now this, we just found out Target funneled millions of dollars to a group that lobbies school districts to secretly transition students without notifying parents. But if you hear this and don't wanna shop at Target anymore, that makes you a terrorist. If you're Target, and you cave here, this is a slippery slope because this anti-LGBTQ movement 
They're not going to stop here. They want to sue every company out there. This is economic terrorism, literally terrorism, creating fear among the workers and forcing the corporations to sell the things you want, not sell the things you don't. You heard that right. Not shopping at Target is literally terrorism. Well, the last time I checked, the left loves boycotts. Chick-fil-A's religious boycott. Spotify signs Rogan boycott. Elon Musk buys Twitter a boycott. Goya CEO meets Trump boycott. Hobby Lobby doesn't like abortion boycott. Texas passes a heartbeat bill boycott. North Carolina does a bathroom bill boycott. Georgia does voter integrity. Pull the baseball all-star game. And don't you dare buy that pair of pants made in Israel. Now, it's fine when the left does it, but complaining about Target? Literally terrorism. Remember the summer of love when looters ransacked Targets across the country? The left loved it. You remember the articles? In defense of looting. <laughs> By the way, MSNBC, looting is actually economic terrorism. So for those of you following at home, the left would rather you loot Target than not shop there. Now, I'm also old enough to remember how the left used to hate big box stores. They're driving mom and pop shops out of business. But now the left loves big box. They forgot all about mom and pop. Why? Because mom and pop shops can't bankroll millions for kids' gender surgeries. Big box just bought off the left and just got hit with the woke backlash. Will they regret it? That was uh, Jesse Waters from Fox News. Now, again, I'm, I'm not a fan of Fox News, but uh, when, when he makes a point like that, I can't say that I disagree with him. And we were just talking about in the context of economic terrorism, which is what led the piece, what led the segment that he that he did there. So you're an economic terrorist if you don't want to shop there. Well, this is the one thing that actually hits them in the pocketbook. You know, it hits their bottom line. Now, I have another theory behind all this, but I'll let you respond to that first. That video, I feel like that video was just uh, controlled opposition. And, yes. and here's why. Yes, that's exactly um, my point. Go on. Yeah, but I'm glad you glad you caught that. Yeah, go on. That video made me angry without giving any kind of uh, solution. There's no solution there. It's just ginning up in an emotional response and not giving any kind of, well, this is what we can do instead, uh, or this is what we could do or continue, you know, uh, no, th th there was nothing there. It was all just emotion, 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 emotion. So yeah, no, I, I, that, that was... Oh, and uh, let, let's bring up the other things that were angering to the right, you know, where, yeah, that, no, that was just controlled opposition. But anyway, my take is this, because this, this kind of plays into to what we're, we're actually researching, right? So yesterday we talked about dear old Klaus very, very briefly, right? So Target is an ESG company. Walmart is an ESG company. All, all these other companies, right? All these big corporations, Budweiser, right? That's an ESG company uh, or Anheuser-Busch, whatever. These are all ESG companies. And you think, well, they're doing all these agendas that people don't like. Well, there's a reason for that. Now, let's look at what those reasons are. I said yesterday that the corporations were happy at the end of the Cold War. Why? Because they got the business deals in China, didn't they? Of course, that allows them to build bigger stores, more of them, bigger shopping malls, and increase their bottom line because of the manufacturing deals that they get. Have you been to a Target store? And I'm not just picking on them. Have you been to a Walmart? Any of these big box stores across the United States, they're Chinese storefronts. That's all they are. If you look at the packages, I'm not talking about the, the stuff that's on the shelves. If you look at the shipping boxes that come off those trucks, every last damn one of them has made in China stamped on the side of it. The products themselves are made in China. Of it'll course. say it'll have the little uh, American logo on there. Uh, but it's made in China. Exactly. Exactly my point. So what does that mean? Well, let's look at this in a, in a, in a global economy, right? Because they love to throw this, this nonsense and these talking points in your face. Let's look at this in the sense of globalization, right? You have corporations that are wholly beholden to the cheap labor in China via the World Economic Forum. That was the purpose of dear old Klaus setting up the European Management Symposium. They were to reverse infiltrate our businesses. For what purpose? You're not looking at it in the sense of Marxist dialectics. That's why we don't comprehend what they're doing. If you look at it through the lens of those dialectics, then you can understand why these corporations are doing this. What does the international communist movement want you to do? They want you to turn against your own system, right? 
Of course they do. They want you to turn against your own established systems so you will demand something else. When you think of Budweiser, when you think of Levi's jeans, when you think of the NFL, when you think of uh, Walmart or Target, whatever, these are iconic American brands, no matter which way you slice it. They are iconic American brands. You look at Nike, you look at any of these, these major organizations that carry product lines. They are all iconic brands around the world. Go around the world and you see Nike shoes, Nike clothes, and, and New York Yankees hats and all the rest of it. They're all on board with this woke ESG stuff, right? Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola, right? Exactly. Perfect example. These are things that you, as an American, identify with as, yep, that's ours. That's our American brand and we love it. They have to get you to turn against your own brands. So if you look at it in the sense of the dialectics, that's what it's all about. They don't care about their bottom line. Not anymore. They used to. But let's be honest here. The corporate heads, let's look at them, right? The board people. Those are nonsensical, stupid college kids with advanced degrees that think they actually know something. They are just like the bureaucrats within our governments that are corrupt and compromised. They are no different. They are disconnected from the average person, from the day to day. They don't care. They're getting bigger bonuses. That doesn't matter. When you put an agenda forth within a corporation and it destroys your customer base, what are you doing? You're creating that underclass. Remember, the Marxist dialectic, you have to have the big underclass. You have to have the uh, the downtrodden masses. You have to have that. And of course, you've got the upper class. You know, it's interesting. They preach and preach and preach in, in Marxist Leninist societies that capitalism does this. But in reality, they're actually creating this. You see the irony here? It's really funny when you look at it and you strip all this stuff away. So they have to get you to turn against your own brand. If you turn against your own brands, that removes a sense of national identity of them. You can't have a national identity in any of this anymore. You remember? We can't have nation states. No, it has to be a consortium of things. It has to be global businesses. It has to be stakeholder capitalism. We're not looking in this in terms of shareholders anymore. They're moving ahead. They're looking at it in terms of stakeholders. They're already behaving and working their business models based on this framework. This is why we don't understand what's going on in the heads of these corporations that are actually doing this. They are destroying their own brands because if they don't do this, if they do not do this, this is where the compromised infiltration and held hostage point comes. If they don't do this, there is no more business deals for them in China. They will not get those contracts. They will not get the cheap labor. They will not get the distribution. They will not get the storefront. They will not have the bottom line. They will not have the profits. They will not have the bonuses for themselves. That's the deal. So you want to know what the World Economic Forum is all about? There's your answer. Klaus even said this a few years ago when he says, you know what, the governments, you're not doing what you need to do in applying the ESG metrics. So we're going to have to do this ourselves on the businesses. And they've done a pretty good job with it, I have to say. I was looking at an article uh, had to do with some of the uh, finances of these companies that are being boycotted right now. And Chick-fil-A was mentioned in there. Uh, they just hired their diversity, yeah. whatever the Which hell it that was. One, that one confused me, I have to be honest. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. That one did confuse me as well, but it made sense at the same time, because if you look at the if you look at it from a strictly business perspective, 90 percent of all corporations have some form of a DEI in place uh, or ESG. So it made sense that they hired from a business perspective because everybody else is doing it. So, you know, you just follow what the trends are. But it doesn't make any sense because. This is supposedly a Christian company and supposedly supposed to be different. But anyway, I, I just I don't understand because in, in the sense of Chick-fil-A's case, that is a wholly American company. Like their entire product line is from America or at least uh, this continent um, because of regulations and whatnot. It, it, it's uh, this side of the planet. They're not getting any kind of discounts or, or you know, using slave labor more or less. So I don't I don't understand why you would jump on board with this ESG nonsense. But all that to say, if we would have had a truly good president last time, maybe we would have had some regulation cut, maybe some uh, businesses encouraged to come back to the United States uh, by instituting tariffs or something on on our enemy countries. Honestly, I, I don't know what to do 
this is the problem. I don't know what to do to fix this um, because you don't want to set a bad precedent uh, because then it's just going to bite you in the ass. I mean, you look at everything the conservatives have done and they tried to use the government system to fix something. It always turns around and bites them in the ass later. It's always used against them or it fails in some way. So the actual solution, unfortunately, the, the one that I think is the better solution is going to take a while because you're going to have to train an entire new generation with the correct morals and ethics and tie that. You need to meld that with business again. That needs to be brought back. And people, the consumer, uh, they need to really retrain their focus on what they purchase and, and quit, I quit think just buying. I think you're already seeing well, that. With the boycotts, I think you're actually, you're seeing that that's, but the, honestly, I think that's just going to give the, the companies or the, the agenda pushers, it's just going to give them a chance to reassess is all. They'll come at it another way. Yeah, because uh, the kind of stuff I'm talking about too is things like um, there's some legitimate changes that need to be done. Uh, that I'm, I'll throw a bone here to um, some of the, the the vegan types. I agree that um, some of the the meat manufacturing and the way it's the the animals are handled before they're butchered is is pretty barbaric. Um, that needs to be addressed. At the same time, we need to address things like uh, Apple and uh, well, really Amazon's just as bad about this as well. But uh, specifically with Apple, Foxconn. But what goes on there? The suicides and everything that like the the working hours everything there there's so many problems with our um consumer base right now the products you buy uh nowadays it, it it's no different than the slaves back in the day where we legitimately had slaves and they were picking cotton or whatever the hell they were doing no different the the, the difference is it's been done in a uh, another country now so uh, i i there's a lot of things that people can stand up and, and speak out against and get these corporations to return to the U.S. But the problem is we've allowed the government to pass regulations uh, in terms of like, for example, the EPA. We've passed regulations that make it so difficult and expensive to actually manufacture here in the United States because of the regulations that we have to go through. And it's not it's not regulations that legitimately clean up the planet or or reduce emissions or you know those kind of things. It's it's stupid things like your drain pipes have to be a certain size, lest you can't be a butcher, or you know just, just stupid little minor things that add up and and make it to where you can't have any competition. So basically, the solution is we need to get back to our morals. We need to get back to small government. Get the government out of the way and encourage business to come back to the United States and hold their feet to the fire. You want our money, then you straighten up. You quit uh, doing business with countries that want to destroy us. Uh, you spread out. This is the other thing that really infuriates me. Um, farming uh, and, well, just ranching in general, our food. It's handled by like five major corporations, roughly. And some of those corporations are in with China. Kind of a problem. Or owned by China. Kind of a problem. But that needs to be addressed. We need to not allow foreign anybody foreign. You're 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 not you're not from this country. Sorry, you can't have our essential pro like foods, medicines. I'm sorry, you you don't get to manufacture or own that here. I think that goes to a, a larger point, and it's it, it's not just the farmland and, and stuff like that. You know, because China's been buying that up for for quite some time, and we've talked about that in the past. And yeah, of course, I. Honestly, if I were if I were making the decisions, uh, that land is coming back tomorrow, Jack. You're done. As in, thanks for stopping. We appreciate it. You're not getting that back. It will be seized, just like they do in their countries to people that invest over there. You know, if you if you put in, I, I was explaining this to Bruce the other day. You know, if you put in a couple of billion dollars as a corporation into say like China or Russia, if you build the complex and whatever, you know, the the offices and the uh, uh, the logistics facilities and everything else, all of a sudden the government's going to come in and say, uh, it, yeah, sorry, uh, this isn't passing inspection. We're going to have to seize everything here and you lose everything. We do nothing of the sort. They must be belly laughing at us in Beijing, you know, having champagne toast with strawberries or something. This is ridiculous. This is absolutely ridiculous. More to your point about the purchase of assets. Let's talk about APIs, active pharmaceutical ingredients. Do you know where those are? Those are in China. We moved that over there starting in the 90s. For what purpose? Why are those there? Those don't belong there. 
Do you know if we want any penicillin? Penicillin. We have to go to the Chinese Communist Party to get penicillin. How in God's name is this not a national security risk? This is what we're doing. This is what we have allowed to happen. We didn't even realize this was a thing until COVID happened. And we're looking at pharmaceuticals, you know, possible treatments. And we're like, um, all this stuff. Why is all this stuff coming from China? Where the virus came from, I might add. Why is all this stuff coming from China? Because they acquired the active pharmaceutical ingredients, the APIs. And that's not just from the United States. That's from the West in general. Do you know what else they're interested in? They're also interested in pure ascorbic acid. Do you know what that is? That is vitamin C, the purest form of it. That's what they're interested in. They have acquired, bought out, and shut down all but one company in the world when it comes to vitamin C. How is this not a problem? How does anybody within the government system that has a half a brain, a half a brain, you don't even have to have a whole brain. Remember, intelligence doesn't come from within the government. It comes from outside of it. How is it that nobody understands this? Or worse yet, do you understand it? I think they do. I think that's the intention. Let me give you an example. Currently, there is a shortage of generic off-label medicines. 90% of, <laughs> 90% of all the medicines sold in the United States or consumed are generic. Does anybody think that's a problem? That we're having a shortage of, uh, of generic? And as Johnny just mentioned, those come from China, the pharmaceutical ingredients. Don't you think that's a bit of a bit of an issue? And the other question would uh, I, I would ask is um, one: Why is there a shortage? First of all, um, and that's that's leaning towards the China has been um, preparing for war, and that's a that's a possible um, reason that there's a shortage is because they're stockpiling it for themselves. And the other question is: Have the major corporations been making alternatives to these generics, or um, have they been? Um, has there been a profit increase with this shortage? Is there any tie between politicians, uh, legislative acts, um, the, the the corporations, and the generic pharmaceuticals? Yes. Yes. Yes, there is, in fact. Um, in fact, look at COVID-19 as an example. During the pandemic, we were not allowed to use off-label generic pharmaceutics. In fact, in some states, you would actually go to prison if you were to treat anyone with... Uh, off-label things. Instead, uh, you were required to use the uh, $600 a pop uh, or, uh, you know, even higher in some cases, Brimdesivir or uh, what was it? What was it? Paxlovid or, uh, you know, the stuff that that caused renal failure, you know, th that kind of stuff. Yeah, you were forced to use that or get a jab. Th th that was your solutions. Oh, it was just the jab at first, then came the therapeutics. Remember, you couldn't have any kind of a therapeutic before the jab because if you, right. if you, if you had a therapeutic, then you didn't need the emergency use authorization for a jab. So right. they couldn't have any. And they pulled all that stuff off the shelf, right? So the hydroxychloroquines and the, uh, what was the other one? <laughs> the horse. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ivermectin. Yeah. The, the horse yeah. dewormer. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The, that stuff for horses. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They they pulled that off the shelves before all of this even started. Well, we, 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 we talked about it before. France, they changed the, the labeling of hydroxychloroquine uh, in February before it even kicked off, before we had any knowledge, research or any of that. And it was uh, hypothesized that that drug would have been useful against it. They changed the labeling so you had to get it by prescription. You couldn't get it over the counter anymore. Yeah, and it was pennies. You know, as, as a matter of fact, if you if you buy, I think it's ivermectin. I think that's that's the one. If you buy ivermectin in bulk, and when I say in bulk, as a bulk purchase by a country. So if I don't know uh, India, which by the way they actually did this, and so did Japan when they figured out that the jabs were causing problems, they started using. Uh, ivermectin, and they realized that the deaths basically disappeared. And they're like, wait a minute, um, this is this is something that really works. And they said, we're not spending all that much money on it. Now, mind you, this is India. This is a poor country. And they're spending less than one cent per dose when you buy it in bulk. There's no profit to be had there. None. No. And that that's exactly why they were trying to ban it. Though, if you want to buy it here... Uh, in the States. Uh, I believe it's over $100 for one full regiment of it. It's over $100. So you, you could make some money on it by extorting 
uh, in the, you know, the, the first world countries, but there's no money to be made. There's no billions to be made in every country around the world uh, for these pharmaceutical companies. So yeah, there, there, there's no money to be made. So they had to make their alternative, you know, the Paxlovid, the one that uh, you take and you get infected by COVID again while you're still taking it. Yeah, that one. Yeah. Totally safe though. Fauci, Fauci vouched for it himself and took it himself and also was reinfected so with COVID while he was on it. Yeah, so so did Gates. He he took it. He he was fine though. He he was okay. Yeah. Also, everybody that we know of that was in the mainstream that took this became sick again while they were still on it and had to extend their uh, prescription of it. Go figure. All right, moving right along here. Uh, we've got a very serious problem here. Uh, the Biden accuser has well, she's gone to Russia. Yeah, the. Um she was a uh, uh, Tara Reid, I believe is what her name. She defected to Russia <laughs> after accusing, mind you, uh, uh, Biden, um, Joe Biden, not Hunter, Joe Biden, of raping her within the statute of limitation, I believe, as well. He, he was a senator at the time, and she was one of the aides. And the media didn't take this. They didn't run with this at all. I wonder why. Uh, her story was actually most credible, and that's not because I dislike Joe Biden. She, like had times, dates, she had witnesses, not witnesses, but um, people that she had talked to the day it happened and had, they all corroborated the story, uh, the same dates, uh, everything matched up and, and fit. So either they really built a really good story to, to try to stick it to him, or this was real, or the entire thing was fabricated by the Soviets and now she's back home. I, I don't know Soviets. at this point. But yeah, yeah, they're not around anymore. Bruce, what's wrong with you? Soviets, listen to you. Yeah, she mm -hmm. uh, she made the announcement, Tara Reid, she made the announcement during a Russian state press conference while she was sitting next to, again, I'm sure it's just coincidence, a Russian spy named Maria Botina. I'm sure it was just a coincidence is all. That's that's all it was. Uh, she had been previously convicted and sentenced to prison in the U.S. for conspiring to act as an agent of Russia inside the United States. Hmm. Strange. Strange how all this happens. I'm still kind of in a daze a bit, but I feel very good, she said. Uh, she says, I feel very surrounded by protection and safety. But yes, I'm sure you do. Yeah, and I just really so appreciate Maria, Buti the, the Russian spy, and everyone who's been giving me that at the time when it's been very difficult to know if I'm safe or not. You see, Bruce, if you just want, if you want to feel safe and protected, just go to Russia. You know, uh, I, I actually contend that you would be pretty... Um you would probably feel safe with the number of uh, um, FSB that are trailing you at all times and the, the, you know, as many phones that are tapped around you. And, you know, I mean, every single thing you do and say would be uh, viewed by the government. So, yeah, I'm sure you would probably feel safe. But much like um, some of the other stories we've heard about our own FBI watching people get mugged and not doing anything about it. Um, I'm sure if, if something really happened that was criminal uh, to you, I'm sure they would be right there to aid you in that situation, without I'm question. sure. Without question. Yeah. Without question. I mean, there's always a policeman around when you need one. She says, of course. I'm not, yeah. she says, I'm not going to be intimidated, bullied or silenced. It, in Russia, she's not going to be silenced. You hear that? She's not going to be. She's not going to be silenced there. I'm going to speak out, and I'm willing to speak under oath about the corruption that I witnessed, about the crime I experienced, and it is remarkable that Joe Biden raped me when I was working for him at the U.S. Capitol, and I'm supposed to be a fugitive. That's ridiculous, and it's unacceptable. She went on to say that I'm going to make a request, and it's a large one. She's got a large request, Bruce. You hear that? You see that? She's got a large no, request. No, no pun intended. No pun intended. No, none whatsoever. I'm sure that she's very sincere when she makes this request. Mm. She says, I'd like to apply for citizenship in Russia from the president of the Russian Federation, Vladimir Putin. And mm. hopefully Maria Butima, you know, the, the Russian spy, hopefully Maria can help me from the state Duma. I do promise to uh. be a good citizen and move forward with my life in a positive way. Mm. Yeah, this doesn't sound staged at all. No, uh, no. I, I, like I said, I can't see how this would be. Not uh, not at all. Not at all. And I, I just like to say, I'm, I'm wondering, do they have the same production staff as they have with uh, Prigozhin, with Wagner Group? I'm just curious. Uh, well, it's probably different because <laughs> she actually has lighting. Yeah, she has lighting. That's true. Well, Prigozhin has lighting. You know, the camera light. You know, he, he's got that whenever he's out there. You have the, the one ring light that's on him when he's out <laughs> in the field or out in the dark. Yeah. 
or in a dark room, maybe. I don't know. But uh, this whole scenario, like I said, at first it seemed credible, to be fair. It did seem credible at first. And now that she's gone to Russia, one of our enemies, Russia, and saying she feels safe. And at the same time, we have other propaganda coming out, and it's basically trying to appeal to the right here in America and trying to get the right to defect to Russia at the same time this is happening. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think. No, I'm so glad you brought that up, Bruce. I, I'm really I'm so glad you brought that up because you have no idea how right you are. This is from the Moscow Times. OK, so this is one of their state run newspapers there. OK, Russia is going to build migrant villages for conservative American expats. You see this? You see that? It's even it even looks like Midwestern America. Yeah, the Bible mm. Belt. It, it it even looks like. I mean, that looks like our typical, you know, yeah. metal roof, you yeah. know, redwood siding, that that kind of stuff. I mean, that that looks like what we have out there in the middle of the country. Mm. Yeah. The, the the problem is okay. <laughs> Hit me out. It sounds like they're trying to repurpose those facilities that they already had that they were using to infiltrate us. It sounds like they're repurposing those and no. saying, hey, conservatives, you want to come no, here? No, you don't say. No, of course not. Russian authorities will launch construction of a village outside of Moscow for conservative-minded Americans and Canadians. Yep, you're not being left out of the loop. Next year, Russia has for years positioned itself as a bastion of traditional values <laughs> in contrast with Western liberalism as its relations with the West have deteriorated over its 2014 annexation of Crimea, annexation, you hear that? Annexation, annexation of Crimea, uh, and the uh, the full scale invasion of Ukraine. Um, Hold now, on, um, that that should be telling right there. That entire sentence: the traditional values in contrast with Western liberalism. Western uh -huh. liberalism. <laughs> our constitution is Western liberalism. Yes. Um, our our Declaration of Independence is Western liberalism. In contrast to that, the traditional idea is a monarchy, authoritarianism, totalitarianism. That is the traditional values uh, before the, the Western liberalism. Do you know in the 1950s, they actually took over the term liberal because they, yes. they couldn't compete with it. So they had to change the idea behind it. That's where this this twisting of, of the, the meanings of these words actually started with the radical left in the West. Liberal was their first target. They couldn't compete with it because liberals, and that's kind of, if you think about it, I mean, that's kind of what we are. We're classical liberals. Thomas Jefferson was a liberal, not by today's standards. Today's liberal's a, a lunatic. But the concept of being a liberal is you don't move on things. You are steadfast in your beliefs and your convictions. You don't move. They were actually called by, by the Bolsheviks, they actually called them liberal blockheads. That's what Lenin called them, because they wouldn't move on anything. By the 1950s, they just said, well, we're just going to take over the term liberal. And that's what they did. Western liberal were, were values in contrast with Western liberalism. Yeah, sure. They took over liberalism. A migration lawyer at Moscow's Vista Foreign Business Support claimed that around 200 families already wish to immigrate to Russia for ideological reasons. I can't think of anything. I, well, I mean, Bruce, you wouldn't disagree with that, would you? I'm being sarcastic, of course. No, actually, actually, I don't disagree with that because those 200 families are probably communists themselves. So have at it. That's true. The, re the reason is propaganda for radical values. Today, they have 70 genders and who knows what will come next. Many normal people immigrate and are considering Russia, but they're faced with huge bureaucratic problems with Russia's migration law. You see, they're going to make that easier for you. They're, they're going to smooth all that over for you. It's not going to be a problem. The gender politics. Let's talk about the agenda of gender politics for just a second. Let's put this in contrast to what we were discussing last night offline. Let's talk about what they did during the Vietnam War. Okay. So let's look at this in, in the same type of terms, because I think there's a lot of misconceptions here. Let's think about what happened during the Vietnam War. We're still talking about that conflict today, even today. That's still a topic of controversy. There's a reason for that. When the Vietnam War took place, you had the North Vietnamese. They were the communist side. You had the South Vietnamese. They were our side, right? We were advising them. We were helping them. We were fighting with them. The Northern Vietnamese were being supplied by the communist Chinese and most notably the Soviet Union. They were in there advising. They were leaving the North Vietnamese to their own tactics, their own techniques. They were simply there in advisory capacities as well as supplying arms 
and ammunition. That was their thing. You say, well, what does that have to do with gender politics? Well, let's look at the Vietnam War in terms of what it did to American morality, as in to social harmony. The Soviets spent 10 times more money on anti-war movements and the hippie movements and everything else, every other uh, social issue that you can imagine in the U.S., than they did in Vietnam. They funded all of those marches on D.C. and everything else, all, all of that stuff. The reason is, is because whether we won Vietnam or we lost, didn't matter. The fact that we lost Vietnam actually intensified what they wanted to be the outcome anyway. It wasn't about the Vietnam War to the Soviets. It was about tearing at the fabric of social harmony in America. That's what it was about. It was about demoralizing us. It was about getting us to fight each other. It was about separating families. That's what it was about. Now put that in terms of gender politics. It doesn't matter which way the gender political thing goes with what corporation or whatever. That doesn't matter. The fact is, is that the funding is coming from somewhere. We're not looking at the funding. We're looking at the corporations. You watch this, this controlled opposition piece that we played earlier from Fox News, as Bruce pointed out. There's no solution there. And there's also no attention being paid to what the actual problem is, the root cause. They are dumping billions upon billions upon billions of dollars into gender politics because it is more effective than a fleet of atomic bombers. It tears at the social harmony of our societies, and they damn well know it. They don't care what the outcome is by what school or what media outlet or what political party. The fact is, is that the damage is being inflicted upon society to demoralize and separate us against each other. This is no different. This this propaganda piece is disgusting. That's disgusting. Putin coming out saying that, uh, well, it's the, the, the gender politics agenda is akin to the Bolshevik Revolution. Oh, he's right. But where's that money coming from? Where's that agenda coming from? They're trying to turn conservative-minded people against our own systems, against our own values, and adopt their system. I'm not that stupid. I'm not that gullible. I'm not that naive. You know, one of the things that the, the, the communist movement, the Marxist movement, the international communist movement, one of the things that they've always wanted to do, they've always wanted to take over the right. They've always wanted to take over the conservatives, not the extreme right wing, right? That's bad enough. That's actually easy enough for them to do. But they've always wanted to take over the conservative movement. The left wing, easy enough for them. They just say, you know, I, hey, look, we're going to take this over. Do you want to be a part of this? Yeah, sure. It's that simple. They actually said in the 1980s, you know what? We're just going to take the Democrat Party over. The Communist Party USA. That's what they said. They were, they were having dinners. I know people that attended dinners of the Democrat Party in the 1980s, and they're like, you know what? We're just going to take this party over. They don't run candidates in America anymore because they don't have to. They just run Democrats. They're like, well, the Democrats are running. Why do we need to run? But what they've always wanted to do even more than that is to take over from the right. There was a guy that was put actually put in charge of that. He was um, he was actually trained by, trained by the KGB. His name was Lenin LaRouche. You can go and look him up. He used to run on the communist ticket in the U.S. back in the day. Uh, I think it was in like the 60s and 70s. Uh, and I, I'm not sure if he's still around, uh, but I think his his organization is still around. Uh, I, I've heard heard of them a time or two, and I've, I've heard about him many, many times before. But it's literally, it's a, it's a Marxist takeover from the right. Uh, and it's, it's interesting from a tactic standpoint, that's what they wanted to do. That's what they've always wanted to do. And so you've got Putin playing that strategy. He's playing that exact strategy now. He's trying to get people in the conservative side of things that can't see through this, that only look at things on the surface, trying to get them, most notably us, they're trying to get us to turn against our own and to adopt their system. And it's, it's striking how many so-called, quote, conservative, alternative conservatives actually buy into this. I, honestly, I would think it would be pretty easy for the, uh, the average Fox News watcher to fall into that trap. Uh, but there's also a contingent of um, uh, talking heads that are kind of um, sympathetic to Russia. And I'm, I'm actually some of them I'm, I'm surprised with. But I, I guess this is what it boils down to. You need to, as a conservative, know what you believe, why you believe it and stand on that. Now, I'm also telling the same people that uh, uh, claim to vote their conscience, and then uh, when it comes to voting their conscience, they never vote their conscience. Instead, they vote name ID, they vote popularity, they don't vote. If conservatives would vote your principles, 
You guys, I, I, I don't think you comprehend this. If you guys will vote your principles, and when I say guys, I'm being uh, neutral gender here, right? So I'm meaning male and female. If you would vote your principles, you win on principles. If, if you would stand with the principles, see, when, when there's a debate between uh, Democrats and Republicans, if the Republican tries to get into the uh, hearts and minds territory and tries to win people over with emotion and all that stuff, they lose every single time. The Democrats win that, hands down. If you're trying to play the charismatic game, you lose. Uh, instead, you should focus on policy because every time we go to policy, every single time, even people on the left agree, yeah, we should have a physical budget. Yeah, it would, you know, um, we should have limited government. Uh, that does actually work out better for us. And now uh, we're, we're standing up saying, hey, guys, uh, corporations are a problem. And the left has been saying that for years. And we're saying that, hey, corporations are a problem. Hey, government's a problem. Hey, the two getting to in bed together is a real bad problem. Uh, but we went on that if, if we talk the principles again. But it, for some reason, it, it seems like every time when it comes down to an election, um, nobody votes their principles. They just vote name ID, uh, a la Trump, uh, instead of voting your principles, instead of voting uh, Trump. I, I think he's, he's two things. Um, I think he's just the bully you wanted and he's close enough to the principles that, that you claim to believe, uh, that you could, uh, you know, pull the lever for him. But in hindsight now, uh, after you've seen what he's done, uh, specifically with the jabs, warp speed, um, I would assume people, uh, well, okay. My perspective, my, my opinion, you should, you should dump him, uh, and move on, find somebody that actually stands for your principles, actually fights for the things that you believe in and has been successful at it, uh, and focus on that because we're running out of time. We don't have time for you to vote for another run of the mill, uh, you know, freaking John McCain or, or, um, Mitt Romney or it, we, we don't have time for any, well, Mitt Romney is not a conservative, but you get what I'm saying. We, we, don't, actually, we don't have time for that. No, no, we don't. I actually, I, I talk to people that are dyed in the wool Democrats still to this day, they're dyed in the wool Democrats and they love Mitt Romney. I, I mean, they should. Uh, he, he holds true to every one of their principles. Doesn't I mean, he? He's, he's, he does. He does. He's like a classic Democrat in a sense. Um, there's some in, things in that, that sense, are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, isn't he pro-abortion? He was. Dude, if he's, if he's not, if he, even if he's not now officially, he was. So I mean, and he's supposedly a Mormon. How do you come to that conclusion as a Mormon? It, oh well. All right. Finishing up with uh, with this Russia thing, and then we're going to kick out of here. Bruce, hear me out. Just hear me out. Russia has issued an arrest warrant for Senator Lindsey Graham. Hear me out here, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're holding a couple of people of ours over there. Um, you know, we we made the deal the 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 basketball player for for Victor Bout. Hear me out on this one. Is there any way that we can work a deal here? <laughs> I mean, speaking of like rhinos and and useless uh, senators, is is there any way that we can possibly? I mean, just hear me out on this one, right? Is there any way that we can work something out? Of course, I'm being. Who would facetious. we be getting we out? <laughs> I, I know you're you're being facetious, but what what uh, who are we trading him for? Because the the first question I'm going I'd have. I'm going for the for the, the the Navy guy that's locked up for taking the picture of the church, which is who we should have traded about for for trading anybody. But I don't think we should have traded him. So here, here's my problem. Tara Reid was supposedly on our side or was sympathetic to us. And now right. she's gone to Russia. Yeah. And I, I'm being facetious saying she's returned home to Russia. I'm being facetious, but we have no proof that she is or isn't. I mean, we don't know. Uh, what we're what we're being told is well she's she's immigrating there uh, or seeking asylum or whatever yeah but was she how long has she been compromised has she been compromised same thing with these people that are imprisoned over in Russia that are supposedly our people are they compromised I I, I I'm I'm I don't trust I don't trust anymore that that's my problem I don't trust so is the, is is this just a way a, a bargaining chip for them and and like. Is this just for us? Is this just a show politics for us to justify giving Russia back people that are useful to them? You see what I'm saying? Maybe. I don't know. But then again, that calls into question a very controversial subject, a very controversial person in this regard. That calls into question Mr. Snowden, too, doesn't it? It does. It does. Yeah. But my opinion of him is I, I'm still to this day, I'm torn. 
because the time that he the time that he was a whistleblower could have been a whistleblower. It was still relatively possible for a government. I mean, okay, we weren't we weren't into the levels of corruption that we are now. It was corrupt and things, but they still played. They still threw us bones and they still were um, decent. They being the government. So he did not use any of the apparatus that's in place for whistleblowers. He didn't do any of that. He went straight to Russia, went straight to... Um, Actually, no, he tried well, to come here first. But well, because, yeah, yeah, because he had problems, like something something happened and it, like this wasn't the first country he landed in. And so like, it, right. to, to request asylum in, in the European Union, uh, well, whatever country you're in, that has to be the first country you land in. And it wasn't. I think he went to the UK and then I think he came here and then they the Germans told him no. He had to go back to the UK. Well, the UK, they were going to hand him over. And so he went to Moscow. So the, just the whole way it went down, I've already been skeptical of the guy anyway. But now I, I'm now <laughs> how much of this is just for political show? This is political theater. How much don't of I? it is just don't and that's that's my problem is I don't trust. I, I, I don't trust not that I don't trust our apparatus. I don't trust the people overseeing the apparatus. That's the my problem is it's the people involved. I think our system is, um, well, as it was put, the best we can come up with right now. And I, I think under under current, well, humans have uh, human nature to deal with. And because of human nature, this is the best government system we can come up with. I, I think that's true. The problem is, as the founders said, you cannot have an immoral populace running this. There's, you cannot do that. Uh, and that's where we're at. But all that to say, we don't know how, how deep the corruption goes. We don't know any of that. So the entire apparatus, every single position in office needs to be cleaned out. And you're going to have to go through every single bureaucrat, every single politician's history. And you're going to have to go through it with a fine, fine tooth comb to try to figure out, okay, are these guys corrupt? Are they uh, compromised? Are they legitimate? What's going on here? And you have to be 120% transparent. You have to be completely transparent to the American people to fix this. But um, how many of us see the, the government being transparent? Oh, I do. I, believe me, I, I do. Of course, 100%. I guess. Transparent as right. a brick wall. Yeah, right. I guess that's good a place as any to leave it. So we're going to uh, we're going to go ahead and call this one done. We will be back tomorrow with Marty. You don't want to miss it. He is uh, the fan favorite. So uh, he will be joining us tomorrow. Bruce, I would like to thank you for being here today. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.